Just wondering if you suggested to get the battle hearts by battling the team leaders because you hate PvP, rocket grunts, and gym battles. <laughs> I don't find Talk much about getting caught in 4K, Kyle. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what, if, what if we said yes? Huh? What if we said yes? Uh. You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Now don't bug out, but Cleavor kind of rocks. Foxes will play during the May Community Day. A Bonita Ponita will be featured in an upcoming Valorous event. A new move, you inquire? Well, it's Mystical Fire. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 235. It's May 3rd, yet another wait a minute. No, it's a Wednesday evening. I'm your host, Chris, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Hiya. Hey, Kyle, how you doing on this Wednesday evening? I'm doing good. Doing That's right. good. That's right. We have here, my friends, fellow <laughs> listeners, fellow <laughs> trainers, a newly minted 30-year-old, and I do mean old, <sighs> man. <laughs> Happy birthday, Kyle. <laughs> uh, thank you, unfortunately. Can we start We start counting backwards now? That's how it works, right? That's That's right. We just go talk to Superman about reversing the rotation of the planet, that whole thing. I don't know how anybody thought that that was funny. It would work, but whatever. <laughs> That's cool. But anyway, again, happy birthday. And because of you, our general chat in our discord was just just filled with Gengar. And, <laughs> it was and that's a win. That's it a win great. for everybody. Yeah. So uh, before we get started here, shout out to four patrons. A first big shout out to Victoria for increasing their pledge. Thank you so, so much. Looking forward to seeing you in New York. In, uh, New York. And three brand new patrons, Surinology, Jacob, and Justin. Thank you very much for your patronage and helping support the show. And uh, more about Patreon and patronage at the end of the episode. Okay, we set some goals last week, and we've gifted ourselves an extra day, but not recording on Tuesday. <laughs> so let's see. How did we do? Your goals for this past week, Kyle, were mega progress. I believe that was actually primal progress with your Groudon still, right? Yeah, well, specifically Groudon, but also just right. everyone in general. Uh, yes, um, Pidgeot is finally done. So Pidgeot's Mega 3. I think Mega 3! Like, <laughs> I think I've got like five Mega 3s now. So Oh, awesome. Good job. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. I, I use Pidgeot a lot more than I thought I would, to be honest. A lot, with a lot you. of flying types. A lot of flying types. It's great. It's also good if you need to walk a buddy for candy. You always have, uh, you know, a one kilometer on hand because you you keep that one. Right. (laughs) So that's good. (laughs) Uh, And 296 XL swine up candy. That's right. We had community day classic this weekend. I completely forgot already. I did do that. Did do that. Mega three. uh, Anything. But in this case, Steelix really making that very easy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you done all your transferring yet? Oh, no, I still have a bunch. Okay, I I did my transferring. I've got my post transfer numbers. I'm excited to share with you. Okay, Uh, but 500,000 Stardust. Stardust was the bonus for this community classic. So how did you do? 
I did. I, I got that much. Not not very much more though. I only played for like a little under two hours. Okay. Great. Actually, we we played similarly. I only played for about two and a half. So, um, we'll we'll, we'll get to it. But congratulations, three out of three for you. What a productive week. Uh, and, it, so, and it wasn't on the list, but someone's going to ask probably. I got sixteen shinies, so it was nice. It, it worked out pretty well for how little I ended up catching. That was my next question. I can't believe we let you get away without setting a shining goal last week. But it's a, it's a classic. It's it's okay. It counts. It matters. It no, it doesn't. Matters. I've literally got eighteen <laughs> of them in my inventory before today or before last weekend, at least. Yeah, I had about eighteen as well. And uh, well, anyway, <laughs> I set a goal of thirty shiny swine up. I did do that actually. Once I hit my thirtieth thirtieth uh, shiny swine up, that's when I decided to pack it in for the day. Yeah, um, yeah. I I was normally I pop my lucky eggs and my star pieces if I'm going to be using them, which is more often than not. I'll stack, you know, my three hours worth before the event so I don't forget about it. And this time I just like wasn't feeling it 100 percent. It's the first time I went half hour by half hour in a long time. And uh, it worked out. It was fine. By two and a half, I was I was pretty good. Five hundred thousand Stardust. I did that. I actually got like six hundred thousand and five thousand Pokemon in my storage. I'm at like. 4980 oh my god i got to 4980 after or like you know around there after swine up community i did a mass transfer a bunch of stuff i cleaned it all out and we had a a few days before we were recording right and before i knew that we were going to move our recording day i like popped open my game i was catching a few pokemon because the instinctive hero event was was going and I kid you not, I opened it and it was like 5,010. I'm like, get those 10 out of here. And so I'm, I'm trying to keep it below that, you know, pre and post events. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. But uh, suffice Gosh. to say, three out of three for both of us. Oh, my goodness. We tied in the best way possible. Kyle, look at us go. <laughs> look at us go. Well, we'll touch on Spine Up Community Day and, well, a lot of other things in the news section. So why delay any further? Let's hop into the news. Yo, what up? It's the news. Okay, so Spine Up Community Day Classic happened. We just said that. Um, We both played for the majority of the event, both of us. And uh, I guess, you know, Kyle, how'd it go for you? Now, I, I suppose it'd be a much more helpful conversation to to compare it to the previous one, right? So um, how was your experience catching swine up? Because that was a big bummer for both of us. Um, and was the Stardust bonus good while trying to catch these Pokemon? It was okay. I thought that the base catch rate was still very high. If I wasn't using greater Ultra Balls, the catching experience was kind of miserable. With greater Ultra, it was fine. Like, I didn't have too much complaints. I didn't even really think about the Stardust. I just was trying to catch and just kind of let that happen. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's about it. It was closer. It is obviously closer because they've changed it since then. It was, what was that, f- five years ago now? My God. Yeah. When you say closer, you mean in the catching yeah, window? Yeah, it's like closer, closer to the camera. Or the Pokeball, whichever <laughs> frame of reference you want to do. Yeah. But they they could have really raised or lowered the base catch rate. Raise the base catch rate. That's the correct phrase. So I said, Kyle said that to me because during every community, whether we play together or not, we shoot each other a few messages. And just like, oh, hey, man, how's your shinies doing? Or, oh, my gosh, isn't the catch rate awful? And he sent me this one. Isn't the catch rate awful? Or something like that. 
And I was like, I don't know. I think it's a little bit better. And he's like, remember, though, that last Community Day Classic, they were also weather boosts. And I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> if we adjust for that, you're right. <laughs> yeah. <It's> the same. <laughs> so, yeah, I know it was a little bit better. Um, I'm okay with it with it being uh, artificially improved because it wasn't weather boosted. Um, oh, I forgot to share, but I did, after my transfer, I did walk away with like 800 candy XL for Swine. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. It's insane. No hundos though. My heart breaks for myself right there, <laughs> but that's okay. I didn't evolve any of them except for the one mammoth swine that was for the research because me I too. Just, just yeah, I just don't don't, don't care. Get that trash out of here. That's yeah, it's fine. I have my one or two collector pieces already, and they've got value because they've aged. Yeah. Oh it's great. Yeah, they say 2018 on them. <laughs> that's right. And and that's important. It is important for trading purposes, but I'm going to keep them. Those are for me. Okay, cool. Well, we hope that everybody else had good luck as well on their Swine Up Community Day. Stardust was or is always a great bonus. Okay, our first real piece of news here. And I almost flew out of my chair when I saw this come up. <laughs> it's finally here cleavor raid day guys oh my gosh i can't believe it i'm so excited okay trainers cleavor the axe pokemon will make its pokemon go debut in raids in addition you might encounter a shiny one if you're lucky join us for cleavor raid day featuring the pokemon go debut of cleavor which was originally discovered in the hisui region featured in pokemon legends arceus the video game on the nintendo switch when is this happening? It's happening in just a few days. Saturday, May 6th from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. local time. Cleavor debuts showing up in, in Pokemon Go. But here's the thing. Much like Kasui and Braviary, it'll be in three-star rays. So it's probably soloable, which is good considering the rating landscape currently. It's, it's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad. Uh, if you're lucky, you may encounter a shiny one. We already said that, but it's worth mentioning again, and that's good. That they that they didn't keep it locked, but here's here is one thing that is a bummer that they locked. Raids are currently the only way to obtain Cleavor. Scyther is currently unable to evolve into Cleavor in Pokemon Go, and so you know if you were, while every Scyther deserves love, if you were saving a really good quality Scyther in order to evolve it, that's too darn bad. <laughs> I, I don't know why you were. I mean, well, I do know why, but I don't know. I wouldn't have expected it. Like if I'm sitting with three Hundo Scyther and I'm a Pokemon fan that knows that Cleavor is eventually coming, I'm saving one of those, right? Yeah. You just can't be upset that it's not here now. Well, do you know I, how long it took before we could evolve and execute into an Alolan Executor? It was only during an event too, right? Yeah. And it was yeah. like three and a half years or something like that. Yeah. Longer. Was, uh, well, you know, the tall boy is worth the wait, to be honest. That's fine. But, you know, I, I get it. It's just a small detail that kind of just burns a little bit. But it's fine. That's It's too bad if you're saving one. You're going to have to raid for it anyway is really kind of the, the bottom line. But thankfully, again, probably soloable if you're like level 40 with good counters. Right. Uh, event bonuses. Cleavor will appear more frequently in waves. Gosh, I hope so. Uh, you'll have an increased chance of encountering shiny cleavor, so it will be boosted. I, you know, it's probably a safe bet that it'll be similar to Hisui and Braviary rates, which is like what was supposed to be like one in 30 or one. in Yeah, they were, they were good odds. Bet. They were good odds. Yeah, they were pretty good odds. Earn up to five additional daily raid passes from spinning gym photo discs during the events and up to two hours afterwards. So, you know, you, 
you get six or seven free raids, depending on, you know, your rotation of claiming the daily raid pass. So if you're doing them in person and soloing them, you can do up to like six or seven for free, which is pretty great. The remote raid pass limit will be increased to 10 on Saturday, May 6th from 12 a.m. to 11.59 p.m. local time. So for your entire day, not just the um, not just the event window of 11 to 2, you can safely accept remote raids 10 times without running out of them first. Now, it'll just, st- it's only for the whole day because they need to account for people raiding from Australia to California. Well, exactly. Hawaii, but exactly. And it is notable that this will not change the the high price of these passes now. Um, oh. they, they will still be the same price and expensive. Right. So just be aware that if you're doing like 10 raids and you're buying five remote raid passes twice. Right. Or three, three, three and one or whatever you're doing. You're paying like 20 bucks for these or more. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, just, just plan ahead. Don't let it catch you unawares. That's all I'm saying. So that's it. I'm looking forward to Cleavor. We'll learn more about Cleavor later, Kyle, but, uh, any, any initial reactions? Uh, I'm sad that it can't be like Hisui and Raviary. Cause I'm pretty sure I did like 75 <laughs> raids for that day and it was mm-hmm. a great time. Don't even care about how much money I spent there. We don't have to talk about that, obviously. No, no. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'll go and do them in person because I can solo them. Yeah. That's about it. Really. I I agree, but also I love the Pokemon. So, yeah, it's, it's a fun Pokemon. Too. It is. Carlo, shout out to you. He loves Cleavor. Cleavor is, Cleavor is great. Cleavor is great. And shiny Cleavor is, is it, it's green, right? Yeah. But it's not as green as the other two. Right. Which is good because uh, I don't know. Shining Scyther is always a little bit disappointing. I like the pink highlights and the fleshy bits, but yeah, I don't know. Anyway, looking forward to that. We hope you are too, trainers. Good luck this Saturday. All right. May 2023 Community Day, you say? What could it be? Well, first of all, when is it? Sunday, May 21st from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. local time. They're sticking with us 2 to 5 for community day. I'm liking the consistency there. That's cool. I'm not, but we'll get to that. Sorry. The featured Pokemon is Fennekin, the fire starter from Kalos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, will be featured and appear more frequently in the wild. Featured attack. We The last time I got the double featured attack which this one is one of them was a while ago the one the last one that i can remember and I, i'm pretty sure there's been one since uh was blaziken with blaze kick um, um we've gotten something since i just don't remember samurai got shell smash or yeah, or shell, shell something Not I, don't, I don't remember the name of it but samurai got something it got something but it's it's rare is the point that this happens so it's kind of exciting uh, Evolve breaks in Fennekin's evolution during the event or up to five hours afterward to get a Delphox that knows the charged attack blast burn, which is the classic one. And while Brexen evolved into Delphox uh, during the event, will know blast burn starting at the beginning of the event. Delphox will be able to learn the charged attack mystical fire. Delphox will still be able to learn mystical fire after the conclusion of the event. So this is essentially just saying that they're introducing the move two Delphox's pool as soon as the event goes live. Yeah. Probably locally. I can't imagine when globally you turn on. Probably not. Yeah, no, it's probably probably locally. Yeah. 
And then just a little reminder on some numbers here for both of those moves. Blast Burn in trainer battles and in gyms and raids just as a flat 110. It's very good. Mystical Fire in trainer battles does 60 power and decreases your opponent's attack. And in gyms and raids, it just does 60 power. Kyle will cover this later. But suffice to say, Blast Burn's good. Maybe maybe <laughs> Mystical Fire is good. Who knows? Honestly. I'm I'm waiting for you to tell me later. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, community special research story: Fur and Flames. I love that. I think it's a, a play on Fire and Flames. That's good. Available for US one dollar over the equivalent pricing tier in your local currency. And the big juicy bit here: event bonuses. We're getting another Stardust bonus. Three times Stardust for catching. Two times candy for catching, two times chance for trainers thirty-one uh, level 31 and up to receive candy XL from catching. Lure modules and incense during the event will last for three hours if activated during the event window. There will be a chance to get a few snapshots. It will likely be Fennekin. If it doesn't, I will eat my hat. I don't even wear one, so I'll have to buy one and then eat it. Like, do you imagine how much effort that would take? Goodness. Trades made during the event will require 50% less Stardust, and one additional special trade can be made for a maximum of two for the day. Pretty standard stuff. Big takeaways are Stardust. <laughs> yep. That's More pretty stardust. much it. Yeah, it's great. I, I can't believe they're giving us two Stardust community days in a row. I mean, it was a classic and a regular, but all the same. I'd have to go check the last classics, but they probably are keeping their separate tabs on the rotation for classics and it just happens that the two rotations have lined up mm, that would be nice be or nice. maybe they knew that swine up was not enough of a draw by itself so they put stardust <laughs> to double down it's possible it's possible i could see that argument being made you know um but bonus raid battles after community day as we've come to expect the middle evolution breaks in will appear in four star raids and if you knock it out for 30 minutes around that gym, you'll see more Fennekin spawns and they will have the increased shiny chance all the same. Uh, field research. There will be May Community Day themed field research available and you can catch Fennekin to earn rewards such as additional Fennekin encounters, Stardust, Ultra Balls and more. I'm starting to like these rewards. The 500 Stardust rewards for Swine Up Day were awesome. I like the encounters of the Pokemon for the guaranteed IVs. Mm -hmm. I was really hoping for a hundo swine up from those research. So that's a good bonus. Personally. Yeah. It's always a great bonus. I agree, but uh, also can't shake that stardust. So we get both. That's good. <laughs> stickers. You'll get event themed stickers by spinning Pokestops, obtaining gifts and purchasing them from the in-game shop. That's right. I don't think people are buying stickers anymore. They're too busy uh, saving up for a month in order to buy one remote raid pass. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know if anyone was buying stickers beforehand except for Ken from Lured Up. So. I've I've bought stickers, but it was just once and they were irresistible. I can't remember what they were, but I think it was um I think it was the Syndicate with the best buddy badge. Okay. Well, I my stance is if they were irresistible but you can't remember what it was, then it wasn't good enough. It was a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> <Percy>. <laughs> <laughs> Were you giving them out or did you keep them or did you buy them so you could keep them in your inventory? No, I uh I hand them out. I okay. hand them out, but I will not give away my last one. No. Okay. No, sir. Mm -mm. So how are we feeling? Yay or nay for Fennekin Community Day in May? <laughs> uh okay, so here's the thing. 
it's a great shiny. Oh, uh, the shinies for Kalos, I think, are probably the best starter shinies of period. I don't actually wow. know what the shinies for Gen 9 look like off the top of my head now. But like it's just Fennekin is like a really nice gray color. It looks great. And then Braxton and Delphox are like purple and it's it's very cool. Although I wish they had stuck with the gray. Would have been sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I like the whole like silver gray fur thing. It's it's nice. Yeah. It's great. Positive, happy. Uh I'm bad at planning. Don't everyone don't ever let me tell you otherwise because I forgot to request this Sunday off. So I now need How to figure out. How long have you had this date? I don't. <laughs> two two months is months. the answer. Two months. <laughs> Pretty sure. <laughs> look, look, okay. I, no, I don't, I don't, there's, there is no excuse. I have no excuse. It's, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not going to actually be able to play the whole thing pretty much no matter what. But I will hopefully be able to get time to actually play enough. Nice. Nice. Yes. And if not, I'll, I'll grab you a few. Although I'm sure you'll have no problem getting three on your own. Yeah great okay we got one more piece of news here we're moving right along folks a, a valorous hero we've got details already we instinctive hero just started <laughs> this is like yep. this is like how thanksgiving feels when christmas is breathing down its neck i think <laughs> but does it stand up to the hype that we've now been introduced to from instinctive hero because mystic a, a mystical hero event yeah that's three out of that, that's that's third place easy third out of the thing, yeah. right? And instinctive yeah, it's not even hero, close, actually. Yeah, instinctive hero was just like really good. So let's see what they have to say here for Candela. Trainers, when a friend needs a hero, will you rise to the occasion? Candela may be a strong trainer, but the Team Valor leader could use some research support. Get ready to enjoy an all-new event focused on powering up and battling Pokemon, a Valorous hero. This is going to be from Thursday, May 11th at 10 a.m. to Wednesday, May 17th at 8 p.m. local time. Mega Pinsir is making its debut in Mega Raids. This is not a drill. It's it's happening. Shiny, eligible, and amazing, I wrote in the notes. Event bonuses, two times candy for catching Pokemon, and uh, we'll get, we're going to have twice the chance to obtain Candy XL for catching Pokemon for trainers level 31 and above. Just those two bonuses, which feels a little lackluster, but it, it makes sense thematically. Yeah. All right. So here we go. Raids. This is interesting. The following Pokemon will appear in raids. Also, for the first time in Pokemon Go, you'll be able to encounter shiny Tapu Fini if you're lucky. I could have sworn, Kyle, <laughs> Tapu yeah. Fini was already shiny. I, I was wrong. You, I I mean, you are wrong because we've, we're we're in the middle of the release of all the Tapu shinies. Oh, okay. Literally what's happening right now. It's I don't even a, know. Is is Bulu in raid still? I haven't paid attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bulu shiny uh, just came out. It's like all black. It's a good looking yeah, shiny. It's a good shiny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is Tapu Fini. It's kind of just nested inside of this event. But it's it's also its own thing. Yeah. You know, for instinctive, we got a surprise Larvesta introduction debut. And this one, they're releasing a shiny for a, a legendary Pokemon. <laughs> no, this one, they're releasing the Mega Pinsir. The shiny legendary was coming anyways. Mega Pinsir and the shiny shiny legendary. Yeah. Yes, yeah no, because yeah. instinctive hero got Tapu Bulu. That's true. That's true. It doesn't count. That's fair enough. Did they? Did they? 
list Bulu in they didn't I don't remember list if it was in the the body text for It's because they didn't change the raids for the event that's why. Maybe maybe Instinctive Hero happened in the middle of the rotation and Valorous is happening. No, so Valorous has its own spread of raid Pokémon that will overwrite what is happening for the season or gotcha. for the month. Right? That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's why it's listed here not in the other one cuz they didn't change the raids. Um, but let's take a look at these changed rates. I thought this was a very, very cool spread for a few reasons. In one star, Hisuian Growlithe, Galarian Ponyta, and Hoot Hoot. <laughs> what? Okay. Yeah, sure. Sure, I guess. Who thought that putting that Pokemon in this pool was acceptable? <laughs> it's very strange. In three-star raids, you're going to see Galarian Stunfisk, if you didn't get enough during the research day. Drudagon, which is always worth a raid pass, apparently. Hisuian Braviary, which is great because we haven't really seen it since its raid day. And Hisuian Avalug, same dealio. Haven't really seen it since its raid day. And those two already had their shinies put out during said raid days. So they will be shiny eligible yet again. Hisuian mm-hmm. Avalug shiny is tight. It's really good. Yeah, it's it's kind of jarring. Yeah, but... Oh, well, you mean like in a bad way? Because <laughs> I mean that. Well, just, just like, uh, orange. <laughs> yes. Boom. Orange. Exactly. It looks like lava in the in the ice. Mm-hmm. Cool stuff. Five star, like we said, Tapu Fini, new shiny. And Mega will have uh, Lord Pincer himself. Just love it. Pinch me. I must be dreaming. Get it? All right. Special research story of Valorous Hero. Special research featuring the Team Valor leader Candela will be available. Trainers who complete the research will be rewarded with an encounter with Ponyta wearing a Candela themed accessory. This is the only way to encounter Ponyta wearing a Candela themed accessory <laughs> during this season. <laughs> and it is shiny eligible. Looks like you can only encounter one um, similar yeah. to the Elekid and dissimilar to the Lapras, right? Because you could. You had multiple chances at the Lapras and field research, didn't you? Nope. It was just one for the Lapras as well. Mm. Okay. So across the board, all of it. And I'm I'm happy to say, as the, the representative of Team Valorant of the two of us, that I think this is the best team-themed accessory out of the three. It's got a nice little, yeah. like, um, yeah, fair. what are they called? They're like collars that you see, like... Oh my gosh, we had names for them in my fraternity because we had to wear them and we had offices. Ascot? No, not an ascot. That's like a cloth, like fashion thing. These collars, they're like ceremonial. They have like medals on them and stuff oh, like that. No, I don't or have a clue. Have anyway, idea. it's pretty much like wearing a, a pennant flag, but like around your neck. And it's weird. I don't know. Um, but it looks good. I'm happy about it. That's cool. It'd be kind of weird if you got a shiny one because then it would have blue hair. But the Valor accessory. Watch me get the shiny one. I'm gonna be like, oh, I kind of <laughs> want, want the regular one. <laughs> I'll trade you. All right, cool, good deal. Timed research will be available throughout the event as well. Complete timed research to earn a fast TM and charge TM, and then there will be field research task encounters, and you complete them to earn Stardust revives Hyper Potion and an encounter with Ponyta. The regular one doesn't have the the collar thing on it, so. There we go. That's that's the breadth of this event, Kyle. So uh, how are you feeling? How do you think this stacks up to Instinctive in particular? So on one hand, new Pokemon in 
instinctive mm-hmm. is pretty great. On the other hand, we are now finding out that it is prohibitively difficult to get as expected, even though we hoped otherwise. Which, by the way, I, w- I want to put it on record. I listen to a lot of other shows and I, I watch a lot of other content. I'm happy to say that we got it right <laughs> because we sleuthed it out from the description of the, having the shiny bonus. Like, oh, it's going to be added to the existing pool. We got it. Yeah. But n- everybody else already uh, and, and fair enough on their first read were just as confused as we were. And people were upset when they made that clarification. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Mega Pincer is new. So that's cool. And it's a, obtainable. You know, you can go do Mega Pincer raids. Not a big deal. Oh, yeah. So I think that kind of balances it out. I have no expectation of seeing a Larvesta over the course of this event, but I know <laughs> I'm going to get a Mega Pincer. So that's right. That's, that's it. Right. Bonuses for instinctive are much better. Just overall. 100%. Yes. Very strange. I don't know. I don't know. I think that whoever designed these three events either didn't communicate with each other or it was one person and they need to like reevaluate what their design of their events. Yeah. Another really good one would have been like 50% or a 25% reduced cost to power up Pokemon since that's an important part of this event, so to speak. I mean, what I'm expecting is a lot of power up Pokemon five times for the field research tests, which is my least favorite of all time, but I'm surprised that wasn't in the bonus too. You but know? I mean, I mean, increased chance to catch Candy XL is is good. That's, Always that's a good. good bonus. Yeah, but that's a great bonus. It only matters with what's spawning right now. <laughs> oh yeah, that's fair and enough. There's no, there's no featured spawns. Am I, am I crazy? There's no featured there, spawns. There were featured spawns for Instinctive, right? Yes. No. I'm I'm terrible at remembering right now. I mean, it's happening right now, <laughs> so I don't even why know. Why can't I also remember? <laughs> we talk about this game every week, Kyle, and yet here yeah, we are. All right, let know. me tell you. Oh no, we had a. There was a list of field research task encounters. That was a pool, and then there was a a pool for eggs that they showed, and uh, yeah, seven kilometer eggs as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so no no feature spawn. So yeah, no I don't know. Spawns. It's a great it's a great reward, but it's kind of weird that it's tied into just not something that doesn't feature spawns. Yeah, I one hundred percent agree there. I mean, battling Pokemon in Niantic's mind includes raiding, right? And so raiding is yeah. a big part of valor, so it makes sense. And to that end, I think the the most value in here, besides all the special one off stuff is that there's Hisuian Braviary and Hisuian Avalog in three-star raids. So if you miss those raid days, you can go knock one out, you know? That's nice. Yeah, yeah that's fair. So where is... Um, oh, wait, no, we actually... we already, Is this the last Hisuian Pokemon we need? It was Cleavor, right? No, wait, we don't have Wordier, right? We don't have Wordier. So we're missing what are they Wordier. saving Wordier for? <laughs> I don't know, but that that's that's the last one because it's Overquill, yeah, Wordier, Sneasler, uh, Cleavor, Ursaluna, Braviary, Avalug. Oh, um, Aromorus, Amoris, Armoris. I can't say the name. the the force The fourth force of nature that's love. 
Oh, that shouldn't uh, exist, but does. Uh, yeah, a- amorous. Amorous. Okay, yeah, that that sounds right. I yeah, think. Okay. I think I'm not entirely sure, but I always forget that <laughs> so, one. So uh, we're missing wordier and amorous. Okay, we have two more, but still, the question remains: What are they saving wordier for? <laughs> the best for last. Very strange. Well, anyway, that's that event. We're looking forward to it. We hope you are as well. That's a lot of news, um, but we got through it together. And now I'm, I'm happy to say, Kyle, it's time for Gear Up. Okay, but I have I have a Genesect remote rage. Did I do it? It's up to you. I, I will admit I've done <laughs> at least two. I haven't done any. I'm, I'm going to pass. Thank you very much, Kevin Red Bull. <laughs> I must pass on the gear up this week on gear up we're going to talk about Delphox just a little bit it's going to be very brief very simple Delphox is fire psychic before blast burn it's just bad it's worse than Flareon and Houndoom Ooh. not even like shadow or mega Houndoom just just regular old Houndoom and I think that kind of that kind of sums it up right there doesn't even work as a budget option now, with Blastburn, Blastburn's very good. It's not as good as Hydro Cannon, but it's still very good. And it makes Delphox significantly better, as you would expect. But it's still woefully outclassed by a lot. Specifically, other Blastburn users. Both Blaziken and Embor are better with Blastburn. And Charizard and Infernape are not very far behind. So it's like... Pick your fire starter. They all actually have the same base stats. So who cares? True. <laughs> no, but like really, I think six of the nine fire starters all have the same stat spread. It's kind of yeah, weird. Yeah. Typhlosion and Charizard have the same base stats. I know that one for sure. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, it falls really short of other non-legendaries and budget options. There's Chandelure and Darmanitan are drastically better and of course Volcarona is very strong as well and this is this is not including anything like Entei, Moltres, Reshiram all of those put it completely to shame so it's an okay choice if you like to have variety in your team I know some people like to use six different Pokemon and that's a totally viable reason to, to build more Pokemon and if you don't already have six Pokemon that no Blastburn, this will be your sixth. So, worth having? Yes. I'm going to say yes, just because it makes it significantly better. But, one more comment, because Mystical Fire is going to be added. Oh, yeah. I'm here to tell you, we know nothing about Mystical Fire. It it means nothing for PvE (laughs) at all, because there's no way it's going to be better than Blastburn. And so it it can be good for PvP, but I I would be very shocked if someone came up to me and said Delphox is great in PvP after Mystical Fire. I'd be shocked. Lowering attack is really not that strong of an added effect, you know? I mean, when it's it a would chance? be if it was like a spammy move. You know, yeah, Icy like Wind. Icy Wind is really good. <laughs> yeah. But... 60 base power there's no way it's going to be like really spammy no i don't i don't think so either You're it's probably a little, like, it's a little chunky 
40 energy, something like that. 45. I'm not qualified to Me have either. an opinion. I don't know what I'm about. It's okay. <laughs> uh, and then one last comment. What about the psychic typing? Forget about the psychic typing. It's not good. And psychic is really crowded. Zen headbutt and psychic is its best psychic loadout. And it's, it's really bad. I didn't even look up to see what it would be worse than, but you've probably got 15 other psychic options. And I guarantee you even Espeon is better. Alakazam. Yeah. I mean, Alakazam is really squishy, but yeah. 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 Espeon's not a bad call. Hmm. And of course, you know, Mew- Mewtwo exists. So what? What's what's a Mewtwo? All right. Well, that nice, short and sweet. I kind of like that. It's not too complicated. Sometimes when we get these two moves, it's more like, oh, there's some really good competing moves like in PvP. Blaziken can also like no Stone Edge and some other really cool moves. Mm-hmm. And so I hope I'm not getting that wrong. I'm pretty sure I remember that. And so like there is a good conversation to have about am I taking Blaze Kick, which is good. Do I also take Blast Burn or do I take something else? Right. But for Delphox, pretty straightforward, which is refreshing every once in a while. Just not every time, Niantic, please. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. All right. Well, that's it for Gear Up, which means that we're going to take a real short break, and then we'll be right back with Pokalore for this week. Welcome to Pokalore. We're going to be talking about... uh, I'm pretty sure we've done this, but I just don't care. Scyther, the Mantis Pokemon, Caesar, the Pinsir Pokemon, and Cleavor, the Axe Pokemon. What I've taken to doing, Kyle, when I'm running these notes, is that uh-huh. I take a stab at just guessing what the categories are before <laughs> I look them up. So uh, I knew Scyther was the Mantis Pokemon. I thought Caesar was the was the Scissor Pokemon, but it's Pinsir. That'd be terrible. That'd be well, you know. awful close enough to the name and i guessed for cleavor the stone axe pokemon but it's just the axe Pretty, pokemon so it's close that's a fair yeah, guess close. I mean, that's a fair guess yeah um okay so scyther first scyther is a bipedal insectoid pokemon its body is primarily green and has a thin cream colored section between its head thorax and abdomen Female Scyther have larger abdomen than male Scyther. Its reptilian head has two narrow triangular eyes and three blunt horns extending from its forehead. Its arms end in large white sides, which it uses for both hunting and fighting. Two pairs of cream-colored wings extend from its back. While these wings do allow Scyther to fly, it rarely does so, like it can't learn fly. (laughs) Scyther's thighs have large upward pointing spikes. Its feet are tall, rounded, and conical, almost extending to its thighs. Each foot ends in three small white claws on its front side. Those sound like more like boots than anything else. The way that's described, that's awesome. Scyther is an adept hunter that tears at its prey with its size. Thanks to its green coloration, it can camouflage itself well in the grasslands and forests where it lives. Humans rarely encounter wild scyther in these areas, however. Said to be like a ninja, scyther can move so quickly that it cannot be followed, increasing the effectiveness of its sides. It maintains the sharpness of its blades through battle as well by cutting through hard objects such as trees. It can cut down a massive tree with just a single slice, although it cannot penetrate tarantula's elastic threads. I love that there's there's our our new modern tie-in. The anime has shown that wild scyther forms swarms with a single leader chosen through combat 
When a challenger successfully defeats a current leader and replaces it, the defeated leader is exiled from the swarm. Well, Scyther's a cool dude. You know that I stand personally Scyther. Next up is Caesar. Caesar is a bipedal insectoid Pokemon with a red metallic exoskeleton. It's already cooler. It has gray retractable forewings and hind wings with simple curved venation. Its rounded head has three blunt horns extending above its forehead and eyes with dark yellow pupils. Caesar's thin black neck connects to a black teardrop-shaped patch on its thorax. Caesar has broad shoulders and thin segmented arms ending in large round pincers, which make up a third of Caesar's body weight. Let's go. <laughs> Caesar has a large rounded abdomen with three black chevron shaped stripes <laughs> extending from its waist down its front. Female Caesar have larger abdomens than male Caesar. It's cool that that carries over through the through the forms. Uh, Caesar's legs are defined by large hip joints, thin thighs, and wide calves, and his feet end in a clawed toe on each side. Caesar's body and muscles are made of metal that is as hard as steel, hence the steel typing, uh, with pincers strong enough to crush any hard object. Soft objects I think they struggle with is what they're implying here. They can be opened and closed like jaws that are patterned with black eye spots with yellow pupils, air quotes around pupils. It will raise its pincers and wave them around to scare off predators or foes, giving it the appearance of having three heads. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> wow. When it identifies an, uh, an enemy, Caesar will use its pincers to beat up the opponent to the point that there is nothing but scrap left afterwards. <laughs> My goodness, that's, that's incredibly violent for a Pokemon. <laughs> Caesar is incapable of flight, instead quickly flapping its wings to regulate its body temperature, same, in order to prevent itself from becoming too hot and melting. <laughs> it has tremendous power despite its slim body. Caesar is rarely found in the wild, though it can be found in grasslands. In Generation 9, Bullet Punch is its signature move. And now everybody has it. <laughs> so, there you go. Last but certainly not least is the new kid on the block, Cleavor. Cleavor is a mantis-like insect Pokemon with a craggy exoskeleton featuring a rock-like composition. It's predominantly beige, and white body is adorned with numerous black rocky protrusions, including a ring of angular rocks on each of its shoulders, a mask of rock lining its brows down to its jawline, two sharp toe claws on each foot, and a single black shard of rock atop the crown of its head. The large wings present on Scyther's back seem to have atrophied into vestigial, vestigial. I like that word. I just can never say it right. Vestigial features on Cleavor. Most notably, each of Cleavor's two spindly front limbs end in large axe-like appendages made of heavy black rock, capable of causing severe damage to the hardiest of foes. Cleavor swings these appendages to carve and chop through trees, marking its territory. Cleavor is an evolution of Scyther caused by black augurites found in Hisui. The stones that adorn Cleavor's body often get chipped during fierce fights. Larger chips are a sign that it is experienced in battle. Stone shards that fall off Cleavor during battle were known to have been collected and used by the settlers of Hisui to craft tools. Cleavor is known to be very hostile and is it is best avoided if ever encountered in the wild. So... Heads up, only do it in a controlled environment, such as a three-star raid, I suppose. Uh, stats for Cleavor. We're going to focus only on Cleavor right now. Max CP at 40 is 3146, and at 50 is 3557. 
for a bug rock type. I like those numbers. 172 stamina, 174 defense, and 253 attack. It's made of paper, but it will beat paper with its scissor hands, I suppose. <laughs> uh, and then we are just completely in the dark as far as moves go right now with this Pokemon. So I've seen I've seen some potential discussion and yeah. not good. That's a shame. Um, not but good. The, it's it's a shame with all three of the Pokemon. Now, Scyther's not great on its face, but Caesar is like a poor man's Genesect, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's held back by bug Oof. typing, unfortunately, because lack of stats. Right, right. And Cleavor's got, I mean, rock typing is strong. Rock type has access to some really strong moves. So, yeah, I guess we'll see how it goes. We, we do have until the event is actually live for them to change what, you know, the moves it, it currently has, but. You know, we say that every time. I'm not sure how often that actually happens. I mean, the last time I remember it happening was for Giratina. Well, oh my Giratino, gosh. which was a very long time ago. But maybe that's just because I'm remembering something that was important to me. So was it Shadow Force or Phantom Force or something? It, it didn't have Shadow Ball oh. when it was coming out. It only had that's right. Ominous Wind. I think, Ooh. and people Ooh. were like, how dare you? <laughs> Look at this dragon-type Driftblim. Thank you yeah. very much. <laughs> I'm sure it's happened since then, but I don't remember. Yeah, I'm sure it has too. I can't remember it, but I don't think it happens as often as, as people might allude to it, right? But either way, can't say for certain until you actually have one registered to your Pokedex. So I'm hoping. I'm really hoping beyond hope that Cleavor managed to cleave a spot for itself in the meta. I know that's not going to happen, but it'd be nice. Probably not. Not like well, at least Caesar has a mega, you know, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's Pokalore. And, and I got to talk about one of my favorite Pokemon. So I'm thrilled. <laughs> Absolutely. Thrilled. But uh, enough about that. Why don't we hop into Pokepole for the week? Last week's Pokepool was Niantic has asked you to help them improve community day events. What feature or bonus do you add to the event framework and why? First response from Rhythm McToast said, I just restructure the entire thing to be a 24 hours with a special item or pass to activate your bonuses. I guess a good example would be from 10 a.m. Saturday to 10 a.m. Sunday. Squirtle could be the dominant spawns and some point in the day you could activate your pass and you now have two hours of two times experience and catch candy. It would allow everyone to meet up and pop items at the same time and anyone working weird hours to play on their own time. Yeah, that's fair. I like that. I like that. The only the only hang up is going to be people that let's just say let's just say you got to use this this pass right or this ticket during this uh 24 hour window and you got let's be more generous four hours of bonuses right if there's three hours left in the event 7 a.m that next day and you pop it people are going to be mad about that missed hour that they didn't get that they yeah quote paid for this is true so i think that's going to be that would probably be one of the hangouts with a model like this even though everything else about it is perfect <laughs> yeah well uh, there's a, there's a couple other small stuff like yeah, yeah. do lures last three hours for the whole day or only if a person mm -hmm. has activated their time of bonus when they put them down S small stuff like that. You could totally iron it out though. You would just have to 
yeah. workshop it a little bit. It, Ooh, not to mention the, the liability of, of uh, suggest people play at like 2 a.m. You know, they don't run raids at night for a reason. Yeah, but they run spawns. It's so true. Like, it's true. I, under, I understand the argument. I get it. But if they were being really genuine, they would turn off all spawns after like midnight. And they don't yeah, do that. So I agree. I don't I know. agree. All right. Our next response is from Matters. And he said, hello, gents. I would like community days to be treated like a mini safari zone. Rather than have one Pokemon to hunt, you could have two or three. Not unlike when we get community days with generational variants. The featured mons could all share a typing, and if they have baby variants, they can be dropped into two kilometer eggs, not seven kilometer eggs. To encourage people to get out and adventure, we could have five special trades to go along with five photo photo bombs and five free in-person raid passes. Also, as my fellow trainer Rotten Tanuki mentioned, it would be great if there was an in-game feature that pinged if you're in close proximity to a fellow trainer you have on your friends list. I probably only know about 25% of my friends list look like IRL. And there have been occasions where someone posts after the fact they've been celebrating an event at the same place and time as me, but we've missed the opportunity to say hi. I think Kyle <laughs> as ever loving your work chaps. Cheers. <laughs> I know what you got to do is what you got to do is you got to figure out that the way to say that person's name. If it's not their name, then use their handle. But let's just say their name was uh, Trainer Trainer Five, right? What you got to do is when you see other people, it's be like Trainer Five. Just look, pretend like you're looking away. Just say the name and then side eye. See if anybody looks. Say it louder. Say it louder again until somebody tells you to stop. And clearly, that then Trainer Five isn't there, right? But <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. This worked at exactly. parties in college. I, you know, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Yeah, you also got to keep an eye out for those lures. See, see if somebody oh, put a lure down. You never know. True, true. All right. Next response from Trip Tando, and they said, "I would love the shadow variant of the featured species to make an appearance too for that day, for the whole day, twenty-four hours. All grunts that appear will give you an encounter with a featured shadow Pokemon, and the period after that, it will be a regular. It will be in the regular Rocket Grunt pool." And on that day, you should be able to TM away frustration on the featured species too. So you can evolve it and get the legacy move if it's, a, if it's a charge move for the day. Also, the move should just be available for the whole 24 hours. A feature like this goes all day instead of only three hours while the event is called the community day. Would just be nice, would just be a nice addition to give an extra option to play for the featured Pokemon if you would want to. And for some community days, it might make a very exciting new shadow release. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a it's a it's a great idea, honestly. I agree. And I think bare minimum should be a feature of some kind for shadows that already exist. Like yeah. I'm sure I'm a hundred percent positive there's probably a thousand hoops that Niantic has to go through to get the Pokemon company to approve a shadow Pokemon. Yeah. Protecting Pokemon image quality and all that kind of stuff. So I, I get that, but like Shadow Swine, I've already existed. We could have had that the whole day. That'd yeah, great. If we if we see another Charmander Community Day or Classic or what have you, that that Shadow's been out for a long time. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Next one's from Maxitron. They said, a consumable item or rework of primals to get a personal weather boost for your catches would be nice for community day. It's a bummer when you have a dragon or steel type community day, and you could almost guarantee that nobody will have weather boosted IVs for those types. Also a bummer when the weather is just a little off from what it actually is, and you don't get the type boost for whatever it is you're hunting, like cloudy and partly cloudy, rainy and cloudy, windy and any other, mm-hmm. <laughs> or sunny and rainy if you're playing on a Florida summer day. Oh my gosh, that's so true. Florida weather changes faster than the in-game weather updates. Yes. Yes. I just want my player to jump onto a stump and wave some magic weather wand around to get the weather I want or a cast form. That's a good idea. I think a good compromise would be to have under the specialty lures, you would experience a different weather condition. Yeah. And see, this is a fantastic idea for events, though. Yeah. There are moments in the main series games that doesn't happen very often anymore, but I can think of at least a couple where weather is fixed based on where you are. So if you're in this route, it's always raining. It's always rainy in combat. Doesn't matter. Why is there not a water event where the in-game weather is always rainy? It doesn't matter about anything else. Yeah. Or even during GoTour when there was those uh, the primal surge when Kyogre yeah. Team 1 was or a perfect Groudon. opportunity to do that. Yeah. Could have rained during that. Would have been another visual cue as well. And it could have been sunny. On the other, you know, that would have been perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, I definitely think that weather could be incorporated like into events as a whole. This idea has brought up for me. Yeah. Agreed. Next one comes in the form of an email from Paul BD. They said, hello, Chris and Sile. Chris spelled with a K. When I antic moved, and Kyle spelled hours, with a C. Don't yeah, but I said it. But I said it. So if, if you couldn't infer it, that's that's that not that's not my problem. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> when Niantic moved community days from six to three hours, I believe I emailed you this suggestion. I still stand by it. Community days should be four hours from twelve to four. Ever since the change, there have been three community days I haven't been able to participate in due to family commitments. But if it was 12 to 4, I probably could have arranged some time to play either before or after my family event. At the end of the day, four hours in the middle is the best of both worlds. Ambivalent about the length of this email, Paul BD. I also think that's a fair compromise, personally. Yeah. Especially as somebody who has working hours that t- tends to line up very often right now. I, but, you know, someone's always going to get left out. Because if I worked my regular schedule on Sunday, I start at noon and then I'd miss the whole day. I so agree. like I like agree. it is a very unfortunate balancing act. And part of it makes me miss the six hours, but it I don't should, miss playing for six hours. I didn't like should playing be for like six hours. nine to three, though. Yeah, I don't know. Split the difference at noon. I don't know. I, you know, we've talked about this so many times and it's like the, the, the real answer is to just go back to six hours. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it really is. But yeah, I, think, I, I, I understand that not wanting com- to play yeah, compromise six hours of spawns, but only three hours of the bonus. Does that, does that seem fair? Would the spawn still be shiny boosted the we'll entire to, time? So we, we can workshop that maybe. <laughs> 
Maybe. <laughs> well, that's going to make or break it for me, I think. But, like, I mean, I think it should be. I think mm, they should okay. be set shiny for six hours, but you only get your Stardust, your egg hatching or whatnot for three. Okay. What if during the outside of the bonus time, the shiny rate is increased, but to like go fest levels. And then during the event is increased to community day levels. Yeah. That that's fine with me. If yeah. I can play for three hours and it's not inside the time and it's one in a hundred, one in one fifty, I still have my chance of getting my shinies before the day's over. So yeah, if you put in two hours of catching that you have a good chance of getting three shinies. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think there, there is a fine balance here. That said, it's a fine balance, and Niantic is not known for its work with the scalpel, so, <laughs> you know. <laughs> true. Very true. Good point. Our last response in the form of an email from Alex, and they said, Hi, Chris and Kyle. I would like to answer this week's Pokeball regarding community days and what could be added to them. After thinking for some time, I came across a feature I would call a community day box. This would be available for 2 to 7 p.m., so up to two hours after the event. And would be available in the in-game shop for 200 Poke Coins. This would be a bundle including Golden Raspberries and the Community Day box, which would act like the Meltan box you get for transferring Pokemon to home, but would spawn higher amounts of the Pokemon that was in the Community Day. You would only be able to hold one at a time, and when pressed in the menu, will tell you what Pokemon it's for. Thanks for reading this email. Hope we have a good week. Bye. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that. Yeah, uh, as long as it's only a thirty-minute box, I think that's a, it's an interesting compromise, like an interesting feature that somebody could pay for extra. Yeah, plus it has people going in and, and spending more money more often in their shops, so would be beneficial to them as well. Yeah, but we know Niantic doesn't actually care about money. Remember, they say that, but yet they do. <laughs> But yet they do. Yeah. yeah, they have to. Oh man, I didn't. I didn't pull the article to up to talk about it. But apparently, the reported earnings numbers since people have been up in arms about the changes to remote raid passes is like a dip in like thirty percent of their revenue or something. I mean, I think I think I saw apparently April was the lowest month of profit or revenue. I don't remember which one it was. Revenue probably for Oof. Niantic. Uh, since 2018 is what the article said. Oh my gosh. Woo wee. Yeah. Wow. And wow. that's to be expected. Mm-hmm. Whether it stays is the bigger question. Let's see what may looks like. I suppose. I agree. If anything, it does signal something. Yeah. At the very least, uh, uh, I'm not we're gonna going move to move on from a uh, yeah. grim topics though. Good deal. Good. I was just about to say, I don't want to get into it. So perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this week's poke poll, with GoFest dates and locations announced, what do you think this year's theme will be and which Pokemon would you like to see featured? Okay, I'm not going to guess at the theme because I think we know the mythical at this point. But I, I know, but yeah. But <laughs> Gumi. If Gumi's shiny is not released for this GoFest, I'm a riot. <laughs> I will not raid for it. I will not for go for it like I did Axew. 
but I need the shiny to be out already. If they if they put the shiny, they're gonna take that thing out of eggs, man. <laughs> I mean, maybe you know, maybe not. I mean, no, they didn't take Axew out of eggs. No, but they did move it around and treat it more as filler since. Yes. Yes. Yeah, but. <laughs> Which is good. Get it out of the X, I guess. True. I don't know. True. Uh, that's that's my prediction. I and I mean it genuinely. It makes sense that it's time for Gumi Shiny at that point. I agree. Yeah, I'm hoping that they're not holding on to it for a tour. Oh, Kalos tour. Be a oh while. my god, that'll be a while. And then, well, uh, so the thing is, though, like I could see a good argument for it. That'd be a great uh, new shiny to introduce for a tour. It would get people hype. Oh. Yeah, eh. but you know what would be better would be Go Fest. You're right. <laughs> I agree. Uh, so my mine is going to be. I, I really, I really want like RCS or something big that we're missing. I know we're probably not going to see RCS for a while, but like, I don't know. There's a lot of different forms. I feel like we could probably get one out there. And just start the process without taking too, too much of its life out of it. You know? Yeah, I I think we'll see Arceus for Sinnoh Tour. Yeah. it, And I don't know what they'll do for the plates. I think they'll ignore it and just, yeah. Probably. <laughs> Probably. But yeah. Yeah. But as far as theming goes, Kyle and I have talked about it and we've seen other people talk about it. The logo looks very crystalline, so it, it, it'll probably be something with gems or, you know, whatever I mean, that has to do with DNC, you know? Yeah. I don't <laughs> so know. We'll I mean, see. I hope there's some kind of like, I don't know, some like spelunking theme. That'd be pretty neat. <laughs> I don't know. Like... I don't know how you make that work. Well, obviously, we had the musical thing going on yeah. last year or yeah. two years ago. Yeah, we had a we had a rock concert too two years ago, and then uh, last year was, oh my gosh, what was it? There was the cowboy hat we just, Snorlax. We, we just got it. Like everyone, we just got the special research for it. We didn't even talk about it. What? Oh, the oh, the no. shaman one, the grass yeah, yeah, and last, gratitude last was, one. Last year was shaman. That's what we we're yeah, talking gra- about. Yeah, grass and gratitude, right? Yeah, yeah. Goodness. Time is an illusion. It it sure is. Oh, by the way, I should probably mention this. Remember about a month ago when I was like, yeah, I've (laughs) got to do two things in order to move along this research. And one of them is catch five Kecleon. (laughs) How many do you think I've caught? Two. I've caught one. I appreciate your confidence. And it should should be said that on our Discord, we also have some people talking about it. And they're like, yeah, I've seen zero and it's not been two weeks. And I finished the other step. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm looking, man. I'm looking. <sighs> it's frustrating, but I kind of love it at the same time. It's it's a fun, it's a fun chase. It'll be cool when I actually have all five. It'll feel like I did something. But anyway, we're we're a little off topic here. But dear listener, if you would like to answer this week's Polka Poll question, which is one more time, with GoFest dates and locations announced. What do you think this year's themes will be and which Pokemon would you like to see featured? You can answer that question when we post it on Twitter at GoCastPodcast. If you're a patron of ours, we have a patron uh, discord and in that patron discord uh, has a discord channel that's all dedicated to Pokeball. So you can answer it there as well. You can also leave us a voicemail at 262-586-7717 or simply send us an email to mail at GoCastPodcast.com. 
gocastpodcast.com. We've also got a contact form on our website, gocastpodcast. You can also reply if you're listening on Spotify and the Q&A section there. And then lastly, oh, YouTube comments. You can also do that. I got to find a way to shorten this list. It's just getting longer every month (laughs) or so. Goodness me. But yeah, there you go. Uh, but speaking of emails, voicemails, and all that other good stuff, I think we're in new territory now, Kyle. It's not Kansas. It, that's because it's time for emails. That's a good pivot. And a couple of voicemails. This first one is from Sarah Amanda. Sarah Amanda here. To tag onto last episode's Poffin using tips, I wanted to share two of my Poffin using strategies. Number one, starting a new buddy. It's sad when starting a new buddy because they don't have the catch assist until friendship level two. Using a new pop-in on a new buddy is an easy way to boost its friendship progress. Strategy number two, walking candy credit. When you swap out a buddy, it will remember its progress towards the next walk to earn candy. I have a tag for buddies in progress. I'm always working on multiple at a time. Like currently, I have 36. So let's say one of my buddies is my mega Latias. And I noticed that his walk progress is 19.7 out of 20 km. I'll bench the Latias until I'm ready to use a poppin on it later. I think this was mentioned before, but when you poppin something, it gets the buddy excited and the distance required for the next candy is cut in half, but the rewards remain the same. So later, when I poppin the Latias, the progress meter will say 19.7 out of 10 kilometers. Oh, look, I've achieved the 10 kilometers. So I get the candy reward and the mega energy reward immediately. And then the progress is 9.7 out of 10 to get the next candy. Easy peasy. Remember that Pokemon earn 5 mega energy per 1 cam required to walk for the candy, and the full amount is paid out when you earn the walking candy. So this tip is extra lucrative for any legendaries that you have mega evolved because of uh, math. Someone else can do the math. (laughs) <laughs> By the way, this strategy of benching buddies close to earning their buddy candy is useful for tasks like earn three candies walking your buddy. Oh, yeah. This is all for now. Peace, Sir Amanda. Oh, that's so smart. I yeah, would have those, never those, thought those, of that. Those are great tips. I've, I've seen them written out before, but I it disappears from my mind because it's a lot of work. <laughs> Hey man, for me, for me, I know it's it's not it's not actually that much work. It's you got to do fairly minimal work. What I've started doing, Kyle, is I've stopped forgetting things. I just wear earplugs all the time, so those ideas don't fall out anymore. Oh, no, no, you know? I can't I can't wear earplugs at work. No, no. Oh, darn. No. <laughs> now that's such a good idea. The whole yeah. like nineteen point seven on the Latios thing, and then benching it until you're ready is like real smart. I would have zero self restraint in that case. I'd be like, let's do it. I'm so close. But anyway, thank you very much for the voicemail, Sarah Amanda. Always, always has something like intelligent and fun and interesting to, to share, and always a good tip. So thank you very much. And uh, this next voicemail is from Mitch. Hello, GoCast. This is Cook Gravy. You probably haven't heard from me for a while. Uh, it's been a minute. Life uh, finds a way, as uh, not met. Uh, Ian Malcolm. I was going to say Malcolm Gladwell, but that's a completely different Malcolm. Different Malcolm. Ian Malcolm from Jurassic Park said that wisely. Uh, things happen, and I, I would sub that first word out for a different word, but this is a family-friendly podcast. Anyway, uh, I've been... I've fallen in and out of playing Pokemon. I have my bouts, but I've never really stopped. But uh, I'm back in now. I'm going to NYC Go Fest. 
Let's go. I can't wait to see everybody there. Unfortunately, I don't get to go to Europe this summer again. But um, I am quite excited about next week's um, egg event in a Chris style, classic Chris style. And in the spirit of GoCast, I am going to make a pledge now. It is Friday, April 28th. And next week on my um, adventure sink for the whole week, my goal is to get 100 kilometers for Ooh. this egg event. I want to hatch a bunch of eggs. Ooh. I've been getting a lot of gym coins. I have a good small pile of incubators, and I want some shinies. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, Let's go, Mitch. I haven't made a goal in a while, and I think this may be a good way to get back into it. So May 2nd, the week of May 1st, excuse me, 100K, you have me on tape. You have you caught me in 4K. Shiny Vibes doll, I'm out of here. <laughs> that Shiny Vibes, I'm out of here, hangs up the phone. Not even a bye. <laughs> Look, I, I need just to make sure that everyone know that I didn't know what caught in 4K meant until like a month ago. Oh, for that, real? That's some youngster slang that I'm not current with at all so like it's it's youngster slang right that i'm aware of but it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me like i understand the, the thing but like to me it's the funniest when like somebody is like on a phone call which is essentially just the audio equivalent of 30 360p right like yeah <laughs> it's caught in yeah. four it's like <laughs> caught in standard death brother like <laughs> yeah anyway uh good good for you setting a goal it's a good event to get excited mm-hmm. about good interesting bonuses and it doesn't touch the the rating elephant in the room so that's always good too um i hope you walk away with plenty of larvesta and uh and we'll see you at the meetup mitch yeah mm-hmm. yep but that's it for voicemails thank you so much to the two of you now our first email is from call jacks and then they said hi c and k I just wanted to add to the Poffin conversation you had last week. You made some good points. Just wondering if you suggested to get the battle hearts by battling the team leaders because you hate PvP, rocket grunts, and gym battles. <laughs> I don't find Talk much of a about point. getting caught in 4K, Kyle. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what, if, I, what if we said yes? Huh? What if we said yes? Uh I don't find much of a point to battle the team leaders if I can avoid it. Instead, I try to do the other battles as a way to earn that heart. Rating works too. Side note, how did you guys e- ever beat the main series games without battling? Okay. Okay. Oh First God. off, there's a lot more to this email. But we're going to pause yeah. here. Uh, n- number one, suggested because the team leaders are very fast and easy to do and you don't need to be near a rocket grunt to do it. And also, you don't need to tank your PvP by using a Pokemon that's potentially not good in PvP, or maybe it's like a maxed out Pokemon and you don't want to bring it into Master League or something like that. Yeah. When we gave our our advice, we we kind of were under the assumption that it was supposed to be like, what's the most efficient way that we could think of? That said, Rocket Grunts and Gym Battles are totally viable, and I do do it against Rocket Grunts if I'm already out for a walk and I want to do the Grunt. Definitely, Mm -hmm. definitely a choice for sure. But the other addition to that answer is that not every Pokemon that you're going to buddy is going to be appropriate to use in PvP. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't want to bring my Chandelure into Master League. That's going to be a bad time. No, some people do. 
That's going to be a bad time. It's a bad time. <laughs> That's it. I love battling in the main series games. I love it. It's great. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Team building and uh, strategy of the moves. It's just it's not <laughs> to put it politely. It's not the same in go. We've we haven't talked about it a whole lot, but I love raiding in Scarlet and Violet, despite all of its bugs and hangups. It's a good time. We have more email, though. I think one of the benefits of the Poffin is it halves the distance you need to walk to earn a candy with your buddy. So my best advice would be to use it before a long walk. You don't even need to play the whole walk. Just get Adventure Sync to help earn the candy, Candy XL, and Mega Energy if applicable. Fair. Unless your Adventure Sync doesn't work like mine. But that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Furthermore, if you want an even bigger hack, you could wait until you have walked 19.9 kilometers with your buddy before giving a Poffin. What are the chances? Then you'll get a candy right away for the first 10 kilometers and first time you walked and then only be 0.1 kilometer away from a second. There you go. Chris, what are you're the, the only one who didn't know. I guess so. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Oops, I guess in that instance, I'm assuming you're walking a legendary. I typically only use them for things like earning candy is hard for. Check out my Dialga. I only need 16 more candy XL to fully max them. It only took almost 3,000 kilometers. The screenshot was provided. That's, so, that's a lot. That's yeah. a lot of kilometers. Goodness. I don't like to waste resources when I play, hence why I only use Poffins for legendaries. I think we had a guest. I think you had a guest on a month or so ago who talked about having tags of Pokemon for different research tasks that may come up. When I do a rocket grunt that has a thousand dust purified Pokemon, I tag that Pokemon and save it for when I have a purified Pokemon task. I currently have 150 Pokemon with that tag. Theoretically, I could save 300 to 600,000 dust by doing that. I also tag Pokemon I want to power up and wait for one of the power up Pokemon tasks. So once I get the last 16 XL candies, I'd wait for a task that asks me to power up a Pokemon rather than power them up that instant. Man, I I don't have that self-control. Or the, or the patient. I, I don't. Neither of those things either, man. I'm, I'm with you. Uh-huh. I will I will sort my CP and level up something that's level one and just burn my Stardust. That's what I, I do. Know, I know some people are like, ah, Stardust. Yep, I do that every time. No, um, I think for the last time I had to do it, I, I had some something I was leveling up to 50. I think it was another Garchomp or something. In which I case, have- I burned even more Stardust. I've got but, a bunch of hundos I still need to power up. I just won't do it for those tasks. Why not? I don't, I don't know. It just feels bad in my brain. I'm like 600 Stardust versus, you know, 50,000 or whatever. I don't know. I mean, yes. Okay, see, this is fair. This is fair. That's that's why I do it too. And it's why powering up that Garchomp hurt so bad, but I still did it because mm-hmm. it needed to happen. Yeah, fair. Almost done with this email here. As for your poke poll this week, I don't hate Community Day as it is. The rotating bonuses, including shiny, increased shiny rates, etc., are all pretty cool, but they could vary the Pokemon a little. I enjoy community days where there were multiple regions to catch. I also wonder if a Team Rocket community day could be fun. And instead of a shiny family, it could be a shiny shadow family. And maybe the shadows are just available on the map. Hmm. I really enjoy listening to your show. I recently got Sirius XM Radio, and now all my podcasts are backed up because I don't listen to them anymore. <laughs> All of them, that is, except for yours, and a PvP one that shows up too. Or does that still count as yours? 
no. technically go cast, but it's not us. Yeah, it's not us. <laughs> no, no, that's that's fish and, and DeFi, and you should you should tune in, like we say every episode. Also, hey, people that are sending in emails, guys, they have an email address. It's PVP corner at, at email. Oh, sorry, at, <laughs> at uh, gocastpodcast.com. I, I forward like one or two emails a week. I I, I swear. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, okay. But thank you very much for the email. Yeah, thank you. And nice. this next one is from uh, John. And they said, Chris and Kyle, I'm relatively new to the pod, so sorry if this topic has been covered, but could you spend some time discussing the Campfire app? I really see the uh, downloaded it, but I'm struggling to see the value or enhancement in gameplay. What features should a new user lean into? If you use the app, what do you find the most valuable? In a perfect world, which what enhancements would you uh, make to Campfire? Will it take time for users to fully adopt the app to realize its value, or is it just a bad app? <laughs> In advance of the elite raids on 513, what can I do with Campfire to improve my chances of catching multiple Reggie Dragos? Initially, I was excited and saw it as a way to build a community primarily to crowdsource for raids, especially elite raids. I am fortunate to live near a small town with an abundance of Pokestops and gyms, but there's been very little campfire activity. Here are some issues I've had with the app. There are gray dots on the zoomed out map where the gyms are, but I have to zoom in too close to see what's happening in each gym. If they don't want to cram the screen with raid bosses and eggs, shouldn't there be another generic color dot other than gray? to indicate a meaningful activity to help users locate raids. Flares haven't attracted much activity. Do I need to establish a group to maximize community involvement? The app is slow and has loading issues. Sorry, not sorry for the long email. Thanks. Okay. So I think we can kind of, we can kind of uh, tackle a few of these, but some of the other ones can just sort of be explained in mass that this, this app while it's out for people is still technically in beta. Really? Um, it's not at its full height yet. So, uh, what features should a new user lean into? I think this question and also, um, what do we find the most valuable is the same, is the same answer. And it's the raid map. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, (laughs) it, it is especially beneficial if you are not familiar with the area to be able to see or to scope out areas before you go visit. If you're going to a new area. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in a perfect world, what enhancements would you make to campfire? What about you, Kyle? I, I have, I have a big ask and it's never going to happen. Oh, oh, well, why don't, why don't you let me know then? <laughs> oh, I just think that the, like the clubs, the group stuff, if that could just be discord, that'd be perfect. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> so like, here's the, here's the, my biggest problem with, campfire and I, I guess we're talking about this now we'll make it very brief it's three and a half years too late mm-hmm. unfortunately not necessarily niantic's fault although it, i mean it, it kind of is but it's just kind of who knew that's what they were going to end up needing for the game well a lot of people if you ask but anyways <laughs> yeah yeah everybody has made their decision on what they're using and even though campfire is not rolled out to everybody yet we're a year past its official like supposed launch and it's still not there. It would take a Herculean effort to get enough people using it consistently. I think to bring it the value that it has the potential. 
because it does have the potential. It does. It just needed to be the Pokemon Go app before everybody else had made their decision. I agree. Yeah, it's it. The problem is that the the app that solves the problem for this game, but also every other type of game, was on the scene first and during the time when this specific specialized app was needed. And because of that, even when people stop playing the other games, they're going to keep using the other platform for Pokemon Go because it's established, right? Like Discord is so good. P- people that swear by Facebook pages, they say it's so good. I don't. Yep. I don't know anything about that, but I believe you, <laughs> you know, and uh, and I think Campfire currently lacks just user base. Exactly what Kyle is saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, will it take time for users to fully adopt the app to realize its value? I think the answer is either yes or that won't happen. Yeah, it's uh, unfortunate. Yes or unfortunately, it's not going to happen. Right. And I hate to say that because I would like Campfire to, to succeed. Right. And then the uh, the advance of elite raids in five thirteen. What can I do with campfire to improve my chances? And with the feedback at the end, flares haven't attracted much activity. Do I need to establish a group to maximize community involvement? I feel like campfire is just a tool that you can use for the raid map first of all, but secondly, to use things like flares and stuff to coordinate people in a larger area, right? So like when we have our meetup or we're at GoFest we can put down a flare and be like, Hey, if you got campfire, you can, you can find us and we'll, th- we are at this flare at this gym right now or something like that. Yeah. Right. That's something that campfire is useful for, but because we don't have global buy-in, it's not the end all be all. It's, it'll have to supplement you using something else. Probably if you don't already have a group of five or six and you've scoped out the gyms and you've said, you know, generally in the community, Hey, we're going to set, flares for these in campfire then just setting those flares probably won't do much yeah that's that's the problem with the app i think i think the best way you can use the app to improve your odds of getting ready dragos is use the app to find the most high value park with ready drago raids spawning at the same time yeah Find a park that has, you know, if I, I don't know how small your town is, but say it has three or four gyms and they're all hatching at two o'clock. You have to wait for the eggs to show up, obviously. And then you can go play there. I think using the app, even for flares, it doesn't have the user base because it's not freely available. Mm-hmm. And it's also not super user friendly, honestly. It's not. It, it needs so, another like year of development, I think. Yeah. So I, I think that would be the best way to use the app and its functionality to increase your chances. Agreed. But great question. Thank you for asking it. And thank you for your email. Yeah. It, we get lots of questions about campfire in our community all the time. Uh, so well warranted. Yep. All right. Next emails from Dark Angel. And they said, Hey, GoCast crew and listeners, this is Dark Angel. Story time. On Slowpoke Community Day, after y'all did the most disappointing catch poke poll, I had my most disappointing catch, or rather experience. According to CP, I encountered 100% Slowpoke. I don't know if the Go Plus got to it first and failed, or if it happened naturally, but it ran away. Oh. 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 
tragic. You can never look, never look at your no, hondos no, in the poker uh-uh. decks. You always regret so it. Don't do it. <laughs> For last week's poker poll, I had no clue what to add to GoFest. Then an interesting idea hit me. A master ball. During GoFest, grant players one master ball, which of course would give them one guaranteed catch. At a grand scale, it would be kind of pointless, but it would be something besides we don't have master balls yet in Go. Mm-hmm. Last part here is for Kyle. Hey, Kyle, what's up with Genshin? I'm playing Honkai Star Rail now, but I haven't given up on Genshin. <laughs> I have I have been going hard at it again, keeping up with dailies, getting well into the game's card game, and just playing grinding. I finally ascended and got to Adventure Rank 54. That's that's pretty good. That's you're you're pretty mu- you're pretty much at the cap. The the rest of the levels are almost meaningless. So back when y'all mentioned a Rubik's Cube Pokemon, I thought those hypostasis bosses, elemental cube bosses for those that don't play. Sorry, I love bringing up that game knowing that Kyle plays. Well, that's all for now. Till next email or voicemail. Sorry, not sorry. Dark Angel. That's fair. That the hypostasis bosses definitely look like Rubik's cubes. 100%. Oh, do they? Oh, cool, cool. Just they're all one color instead of multicolored, but definitely. I just see the word hypostasis, and I think it is a Star Wars word. I don't know. It sounds like. I mean, yeah. It also sounds like something from Final Fantasy. Yeah. So yeah, that, that, that sci-fi fantasy mix. You know, mm-hmm. I, I definitely agree. Yeah, hypostasis sounds like a time-based spell. <laughs> Next one's from Megablade. They said, hey, GoCast, Megablade here. Long time, no email. There were some recent data mines from the Pokeminers about two major new things. One, an animation for a Master Ball and Shadow Raids. I know these data mines don't always come to fruition. But what are your opinions on these things? But the main reason I emailed was because the second I saw the GoFest logo, I had to email. Everyone on YouTube agrees that the mythical should be Diancie due to the to, due to the pink diamonds. So hmm. Diancy equals Kalos. GoFest is Kalos based. GoFest plus Zygarde. GoFest plus Kalos plus Diancy equals Mega Mewtwo. <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts on Zygarde, Diancy, and Mega Mewtwo at GoFest 2023? Sorry for the XXL remote raid pass price. Cough. I mean, email. Shiny <laughs> vibes all. Mewtwo master. <laughs> I would be so here for Zygarde, Mega Mewtwo, Z- Diancy, please. Yeah, no, I mean, no, no chance for Mega Mewtwo, but Zygarde would be pretty, pretty interesting. Oh yeah, oh they could do an entire event, the special research, everything about it because of all the forms, like collecting little pieces and stuff. Yeah, it's got like, like what four, four forms, forms right? Three. It's got a cellular one. There's one where it's like a dog. And the last one's when it's a snake, right? Is there one more? Yeah, there's perfect where it's like standing up and it has like big like streaming cloak type thing going on. Perfect cell. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm down. I mean, Zygarde has so much potential. Zygarde could, again, carry probably an entire GoFest season on its back if it had to. Definitely much more than Jirachi did. To be very clear, yeah. <laughs> well, t- all right, Shaman and Jirachi, but but still, still. But thank you very much for the email, Mega Blade. And our last email here is from Josh, and they said, "Hey, Chris and Kyle, it's me, Josh. What up, Josh? I had a long. Uh, I am a longtime listener and first time emailer. 
I have just decided that I want to rant loads. <laughs> so not so sorry for the long and ranty email in advanced smiley face. The smiley face made it okay. <laughs> Thank you for including that. Cleavor raid day, 11 to 2. Coronation of King Charles III of England, 11 to 1. <laughs> the same day. This is an outrage that so they could be so unthoughtful as to as to most people <laughs> in the UK who look up to our monarchy as figureheads. Not you, Harry and Meghan. <laughs> that was written in the email, by the way. I'm not getting into this. And I think Charlie deserves better. I will be watching His Majesty's coronation, and I refuse to remote raid in the process. <laughs> I will only be able to get one in the half hour after his coronation to get it. I think they need to look into religious and cultural events uh, before they decide on dates for in-game and important events such as this one. Rant number two, elite raids. OMG, I can't stand them. Same rule as mentioned prior should be the case for these. Easter <laughs> Sunday elite raids? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, you, you got a point there. You got a point. It makes me want to make the Pope play go and see what he says. I think we should all get one for complete. Uh, if any raid on the day via field research, I now need Kyle. I want to rant about PVP and PVE. <laughs> this is for you, Kyle. I guess I think we should be able to train speed on Pokemon. I have a hundo slow King that uh, get it. It's slow. You can train speed in all other Pokemon games and even Pixelmon, but not go. I know some things in go are so much better like shiny rates, uh, but it, doesn't make this okay. Kyle, do you think we should be able to train certain stats but not IVs? It's a late game way to balance the game, make it enjoyable for people at a high level. Maybe every candy XL dumped into a mob or Pokemon would raise a star like speed. It could work if Niantic put some form of visible effort into this game. <laughs> <laughs> Let's throw in some light oh shade at the end there. Gosh, woo, when did it get dark in the middle of the day? Oh, it's just all this shade. They seem to just do what we don't want. Thoughts, please. Not sorry for long rants and email. Shiny vibes one in 500 to be precise and happy. Josh, P.S. God save the king. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay, first of all, hilarious. Um, I love our our uk listeners <laughs> yeah they have the funniest stuff to say oh my gosh but secondly i mean i agree with you with the easter sunday raids i mean you know even as somebody that doesn't really participate um my family does and i participate with my family when they do things and so i feel like that's the case for a lot of people regardless of where you're at you know but to be fair if you tried to plan events around all global and cultural and religious events uh, that's going to leave you with a grand total of zero appropriate days to hold events. Yeah, it it is unfortunate like that, but there's I feel like there's some that should be on a list. I don't know. Yeah, I think like, you know, Easter, Christmas, stuff like that, you know, that are like global and like so I say I say those two. Um because they're on our calendars. <laughs> yeah. And we I, have to think of some way to, to to narrow it down that isn't favoring one thing or another, you know? Yeah. And uh, I'm not cultural. Uh, I'm not culturally knowledgeable enough to be able to list others that have significant relevance. But I would be all for adding those to block out dates as well. True. I mean, uh, uh, Dia de Muertos, right? Like yeah. 
they do an entire event and it's like supplemental to the holiday instead of uh forget your family let's go do some raids for three hours which is a very <laughs> different message you know yeah like, i know right <laughs> forget about your coronation of king charles iii and go catch cleavor <laughs> oh my gosh all right well anyway thank you so much to everybody that sent in emails and voicemails and otherwise you're you're very much appreciated if you would like to send it an email you can to mail at gocastpodcast.com if you'd like to uh send us a voicemail you can by calling 262-586-7717 or emailing in an audio file or send it over discord if we are somehow connected on discord via a server or otherwise that's totally cool. You can visit our website for all things GoCast Podcast at GoCastPodcast.com. You can help support us on Patreon monetarily if you so choose. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash GoCast Podcast. And you can pretty much give like any amount of money that's recurring a month. I think we have a tier that's a dollar. So <laughs> there's that. Um, and speaking of our uh, supporting trainers shout out to our elite trainer tier patrons we added one to the end of the list kyle would you like to uh christen this list all right shout out to bo daniel Lori, michael ozzy ted tish marvin mimi sports susuin wyan thayer justin jason oops charles modders lee william brandon ethan steven nick calvin our favorite listener drew to camo the ugly rock and jacob i switched to enlister i apologize you did i completely <laughs> missed it <laughs> Oh, man. Um, when I go back and edit this, that's going to bother me. It's going to be great. <laughs> and if monetary support is not on the cards for you um, or you have done so and you're looking for another way to help support the show besides just being a wonderful, fabulous listener that you already are, you can, of course, leave us a review wherever reviews are are taken. <laughs> not Google Podcasts, which we recently found out is like 2.3% of our total listener base. So um, I, don't know, I guess it's fine. That's cool. Appreciate it. <laughs> But this first one, we actually have two reviews. This first one is from Con McGron, titled Go Cast Rules. Y'all, your podcast is the best. I started playing Pogo in November of last year, and I haven't put my phone down since. Your pod has helped me so much in my gameplay and has helped me have much more fun between play sessions. I will join my legion of people and say that I'm not sorry for the long review. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you very much for the kind words. Always appreciate it. And uh, as always, Kyle and I don't know how to take compliments very well. So that's all you're going to get. Um, all right. And then we got another review. It was a four-star review from a Ben Fleissner. <clears throat> now, I have umbrage with this review, not because it's four stars, but because it was a four-star review left for lured up, but on our show. <laughs> <laughs> it talks about Adam's like um, opinion about something. And neither of us talked about that thing in that way. So sometimes people get our names mixed up between shows. We had that. We've had funny. that in the past. But I was funny. like, oh, and like I try to look up the person's name, let them know. But I'm like, you know, like I don't know. I don't know. So, Ben, if you're listening, you left your review on the wrong show, brother. Appreciate <laughs> the review all the same. Thanks, though. <laughs> OK, last thing we got to do here, Kyle, before we're actually done is uh, set some goals. And this week we've got the rest of the instinctive event and uh cleavor raid day this weekend so what are you looking to do uh looking to get at least a shiny cleavor i don't know how many raids i'm actually gonna end up doing We'll we'll see how how long i i make it 
Uh, continue my mega progress. Slowly but surely, I will have all mega threes. I swear by it. Well, and I need to restock my inventory. I am very low on great and ultra balls because of the swine of. So, yeah. Yeah, that event also wiped me out. I had hundreds of each, and now I'm just completely done. Yeah. Uh, for myself, I want to hatch 50 eggs uh, in pursuit of my second goal, which is a Larvesta. And I would also like to get a shiny cleavor, if not as many as I can carry, which is probably like one. They're pretty heavy. They matter to rock, but you know what I mean? A bunch of them, please. <laughs> and that's it. Um, so I suppose this is where we say thank you for listening all the way through. We appreciate you very much. And we'll see you next week for episode 236. Good luck this weekend with the raid day and shiny vibes and all that good stuff. Bye-bye. Bye.